What's better than Anchor's podcast creation tools? Nothing. Mankind has always searched for evidence of God's perfection, and we found it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use straight from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the lesser of the podcast platforms like Stitcher. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've made $5, and I've been doing this for three months. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Due to the fact that we're reading a really, really dirty romance novel, we can't get around the horrible, horrible language. So this is an extra special explicit language warning for you. Uh, It gets really bad. So if you don't like it, don't listen to this episode. got my notes. Yeah. Boy, were these fun to take notes about. I, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of stopped trying to keep up with all the like I didn't throbbing cock lines <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> um, so are we going to talk about our weeks? Fine. Ben! Yeah? How was, how was your week, buddy? I've been kind of sick, getting over a cold. No, so good thing you're here maybe in this I'll, tight little basement. Well, I think we established on a previous episode that you probably infected me. You brought me an egg carton. You brought me two egg cartons! Three egg cartons, Ben. You're the best friend I've ever had, and you yeah. are my best friend. I, I know. We've <laughs> established that. Yeah. I don't even know where I'm going to put these. Right. Well, yeah. man, man, those are that's a that's a, a three wide. That's nice. Hey, we've been on a hiatus. I've been eating a Ooh. lot of eggs. Is this from Cub Foods? That's a high quality yeah. egg carton product. Is that's it? a Cub Foods egg carton. Wow, Ben. I didn't know Cub Foods was synonymous with high quality, but there <laughs> it you is go. When it comes to their egg cartons. All right. Well, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, so thank you for the egg cartons. How is, uh, besides your cold, how is work? What did you it, do yeah. that we had to take the hiatus? Traveling? I was, yeah, I was out of town. I was uh, up north mm-hmm. last weekend. With other friends? Yes, I have other friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> Weird, because I just sat here at home the whole time, <laughs> wondering when you're going to come back, how long this is going to take. Yeah. So was... you had fun up north with your friends? Yeah. It was a um, charity cornhole tournament. Mm. Raised, <laughs> raised thousands of dollars for the food shelf up north. Did you? Yeah. It was a like thousand or no, thousand. Like, I think it was like 7,000 or something. Holy poop. Yeah, Look it's a big you. deal. A couple yeah. of friends of mine started it like 10 years ago, and it's turned into this big thing. They have to rent out the fairgrounds for it. No, you're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm just surprised that you have friends that are so organized that they can like get these big events that grow and grow, and here I am just like... Yeah, I'm sorry to park podcast, Ben. You won't be a part of it. <laughs> I got 13 listeners. <laughs> I thought it said 15 last time I checked. No, it's dropped down. Let's not sell ourselves short here. No, it's dropped down. Are you sure? And, and the weird part is, is uh, I think whoever oh, is... 12. Jeez. Yeah. And whoever is listening to our podcast must be real desperate for the next installment of this show because I've actually gotten like 10 listeners and stuff on my creepy uh, okay. Leaves of Glen thing yeah. that no one ever listens to. But suddenly there's people listening to it because they're just waiting around for I, the real stuff. Ben. So this is the moneymaker is what you're this saying. This right here is Book the moneymaker. All right. Book Boys is where, where the uh, where the audience is. 
Did you just give up on the bedtime stories? No. Now that I finished, well, I mean, you haven't done one since August twelfth. You're going to August fourteenth. You're going to sit here and throw dates at me about my own. Uh, you considered this a failure, Ben? Is that what's happening? Am I being scolded right now? Saying that was almost two months ago. All right. All I'm saying is I finished Dorian Gray and now I'm going for lighter fare. It'll okay. make your mom happy. Because <laughs> I'm going okay. for short stories. I can probably read in one sitting. I'm happy if my mom's happy. <laughs> so how's work, Ben? That's good. Getting Nothing else? That was, well, you don't want me... You can say whatever you want. You but, keep advising you know, it gets... Five years from now, if we actually got more than 13 listeners and people go back into old episodes and they yeah. find out where you work uh, and they can show up. Is that what people do? You had one bad experience yeah. online, so you think that's just how the world works. Well, so when you sad. throw enough bodies at anything, that <laughs> will probably come up again and again. <laughs> so if we were to get more listeners, there's a chance one of them might be creepy. All right. That's why I'm Glenn. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, works fine. I'm getting busy. Got a big project I'm getting thrown into, so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you a big-time player? Do people respect you? Yeah, weirdly, they seem to. I'm getting asked questions now. Like, I'm supposed to have answers all of a sudden, even whoa, though whoa, whoa. I thought I was still the new guy, but hmm. I can't play that card anymore. <laughs> I'm expected to know things and How many things. weeks has it been? Three? Uh, we're coming up on, it's been, I don't know, six or seven weeks now, I think. All right, fine. I, <laughs> I don't get upset that I don't know your timetables well, as well no, as I No, I'm should. not upset. I'm just, I think your reaction is odd. Your tone. That, all right, fine. <laughs> Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> My week's been annoying. Yeah. I've had to spend a ton of money on sick cats that won't die. Uh... <laughs> I, again, I don't want them to die, but well, oh my god, they're expensive here on their waning years. Um, how old are they? One is 22 and the other one's 20. I've read they're How are they not dead yet? On average, I guess they're supposed to live about 14, okay. but uh, mine have way surpassed that. Wow. What's no. your secret? Uh, what have you been feeding those cats? I think that they're divorced cats. That uh, <laughs> after the divorce, my kids were sad, and those cats were the only thing that made them happy. So I had to make sure they live for as long as humanly possible. So I think that's the secret. Just so, uh, shame, <laughs> <laughs> guilt. All right. Um, did you spend money like on a procedure for the cats, or just uh, no, just uh, drugs, drugs, and uh, they have thyroid problems, Ben. <laughs> they have thyroid problems and arthritis, which involves two different types of pain medication. So I'm blowing hundreds of dollars every week or so on these cats. Oh, wow. Then. Can you just take them to the old farm upstate? Nope. Euthanize the cats instead no, of. No, they're not in pain. Thanks well, to no, all the because, drugs, they're happy. Yeah. Okay. So that's the thing. If you can have them be. I have thought about that. The rule I've made for myself is if they're suffering, then yes, I will have to euthanize them. But they're not suffering right now. They're fine. They throw up everywhere. They keep shitting behind my couches and stuff, which is the reason why I had to split up the couches and all that. Move it so they can't get behind it and take craps. Can you move them to the garage? I don't know if they'd survive the winter. Well, <laughs> I'd probably blow more money trying to heat the garage to keep them alive. They have fur. They're cats. Nah. It doesn't work like that. Well, the one with six toes, that one loves heat. And uh, we'll sit in the on a hundred degree day when I had this porch thing at my condo. They he would sit out on that thing that was screened in, and it was like hundred degrees and humid as hell. And he would sit out there all day. And I go out there and I pet him. He's burning hot on his fur. As I pet him. He loves the heat. So 
All right. You, I see what you're trying to do, Ben, but there's it's too many variables. Just trying to present the options. I know. Yeah, yeah considered. It kind of shows your dark side, the fact that your options are very... Dark inhumane. side? I explicitly said I thought it might be more humane. Right, to S- stick them out in the garage? Well, not to stick them out in the garage. Coats. Well, well, I didn't have any heat all week, Ben. Which is another reason why the cats... Because I had to go out and buy a freaking radiator thing that you plug into the wall. And it's got oil inside to be like a radiator radiator. And uh, both Wait, the cats would sit right up against it. It's like I have a, no idea what this contraption is that you're describing. It's like a radiator, like an old-fashioned one that you'd okay. see in the house. Yeah. But instead of like steam going through it, it's just got oil inside it. So you turn it on. It plugs into the wall. You turn it where on did, and it heats up the oil get inside. this thing? Uh, Menards. So it's a new item. It's not... You didn't find it in somebody's barn. No. This is new. I bought it for 75 bucks. Because you were temporarily without... It wasn't even that cold. Uh, it got pretty cold in here. Okay. It was like 40 degrees at night, and it got yeah. pretty cold in here. And uh, I got to have the pleasure of my kids being freezing. Yeah. Their little nose tips are cold. Yeah, tell them to put on a fucking sweater. How about They did. They did. Again, the dark side of Ben. <laughs> the kids put no, on the fucking dark sweater. side is the practical side. Get out of the garage. You got sweaters. <laughs> but, and, uh, oh, do you need to take that? Nope. Let me just is put that, that on uh, Do Not Disturb. Would that be like a lady friend, perhaps, that... Um, no, it's my mom, actually. <laughs> it's your special lady friend. Yeah, I've heard it referred to as, uh, your mom is your first girl. <laughs> is that your first girl, Ben? She texted you right now? Let's talk about your furnace some more. <laughs> uh, I spent a week where I couldn't get a hold of the original guys. Um, they just disappeared off the face of the earth. And so I had to get up online and go look for somebody new, and I got a nice person who took a while, but he eventually got here today and found out that one of the wires got pulled out. The whole thing was working fine, except for one wire got pulled. And you couldn't figure that out yourself? I tried. You just... It's a mess in there. Okay. If I pulled that thing off, you wouldn't know well, what the I mean, the you just, like, on. opened the, the panel to I'm access it. I'm a master it. at like, it now. You say that, but yet you couldn't <laughs> plug in on the loose wire. <laughs> the thing's from the 70s? The last... Uh, there's a sticker on it from, mm. like, when it was serviced in 1973. Did they last that long? That's a yeah, you're supposed no, to replace those things. Checked and double-checked. Even the guy today double-checked it and made sure it's safe. It is safe. And did he sound surprised when he was telling you it's safe? No. Both furnace guys... I'm going to have to edit the hell out of this because there's way too much conversation <laughs> about furnaces. Uh, both furnace guys use the phrase, built like a German tank. I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, the last year, the furnace guy who actually unplugged the wire by accident, and I can't yeah. get a hold of him, built like a German tank. New, the guy today, this thing's built like a German tank. You don't have to worry about replacing it anytime soon. The Germans like lost World War II. Uh, I know. I thought the same thing. Tanks. I don't know. And everything I know about World War II, like from movies and stuff, the tanks always broke down all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what they're trying to say. I guess it's supposed to be very sturdy. It just exists in my home without something. Break- oh, the washing machine broke, and okay. I had to fix it myself. I had to order a part and uh-huh. get on YouTube and look up what's wrong with it. And I, I'm in hell, Ben. The, does it work? Did you fix the it The mouse wars haven't even started yet. Mm-hmm. I did fix it. It works fine. Wait, the Mouse Wars haven't started, or you they have started and you just haven't started talking about them yet? No, the Mouse Wars haven't started oh, yet. I'm still waiting. Good. As you can see, the traps have not been uh, set off yet. Yeah, I didn't really notice them. They just kind of blend in the background. I'm so used to seeing mouse traps <laughs> everywhere when I come here. I'm just overly prepared for the Mouse Wars. They have tiny bones, Ben. <laughs> I found out they have very brittle little tiny bones, and they snap real, real easy. Have you ever tried to snap a mouse trap? They're not that strong. They can't break a pencil or anything. I, no, I can't say that. Yeah. So when I snapped it and it hit my finger and I go, ah, oh, that didn't hurt. 
Like, how is this supposed to kill a mouse? Is it just going to pin them and they sit there screaming for three days till they're dead? But it turns out they have very thin bones, Ben, and they die very easily. Okay. Well, that's good. None of this is going to stay in. Let's talk about the the book. Yeah. It's a uh, heartwarming tale of a girl (laughs) lost in the mountains who's rescued by... Two seemingly developmentally disabled men with <laughs> large penises. Very large penises. Uh, I don't know if you've written down any quotes. I should probably try to dig up my favorite one that was right in like the can, first chapter. Let me. Can I just expand a little bit on what I just said? Like, mm, absolutely. That, the plot, as it were, is Rose, a beautiful and innocent nineteen-year-old girl. Is no. Driving a crappy old pickup truck through the mountains gets stranded in a blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaves the truck, which you're not supposed to do. <laughs> uh, she knows you're not supposed to do that, but she did it anyway. Well, it's because her dad didn't leave blankets. Yeah, in the blanket. That was, was a big gone. plot point. That was. They really big. had to keep her working. It came that up one. again later in the book, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then she's stumbling close to death. Yep. Uh, through the the blizzard in the mountains, and these two incredibly handsome men. <laughs> Knox and Logan. Knox Glenn, and Logan. Do, do you think you're more of a Knox or a Logan? Mm, I like to say I'm more of a flippity gibbet, so I'm going to go with Logan. Yeah. He was more chatty. I think so. A little more uh, a little quirky. I think I'm a Knox. I think sure. I'm a strong silent type. Strong, strong silent type. Also very easily uh, geared for jealousy. Yep. You're always jealous of uh, of Logan's chatter. Yeah. <laughs> His ability to whisk a woman off her feet. So they, they find this girl and they, they carry her back to the... Because these two men, they happen to be forest rangers mm-hmm. who live in a cabin in the mountain. Together, all the time. Together. Um, the cabin is... You know, it's... Uh, Spare, uh, you know, it's two <laughs> men living there. Well, not, not a lot of uh, embellishment in the cabin, except they do have a lot of lube, thankfully. <laughs> no, <laughs> and uh, there's <laughs> so disturbing. Should, oh, should we actually say what the title of the book is that we're talking about? Yes, I don't think we've mentioned that yet. Uh, Double Dirty Mountain Men, an MFM menage romance. Yes. I guess MFM is male, female, male. I'm guessing, but an yeah. MFM menage romance. By Parker Gray. Yep. Um, this book, as I found out when I was trying to buy it, uh, it does not seem to exist, and you can't buy a, a paper copy of this book. No. It's available only on uh, e-readers or audiobook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they take her back to the cabin. They have a... Uh, erotic week together and uh, yeah is it a week it's like three days or something, something like and yeah, three it's or four just days. page after page it's a bad blizzard page. I, uh, it's a bad blizzard it's, yeah, it's a real bad <laughs> oh this storm. blizzard's real real bad <laughs> and uh yeah it ends with them taking her back home mm-hmm. which doesn't last long because they come and rescue her and they bring her back and they live happily ever after in this cabin mm-hmm. one of them gets her pregnant and they build a new cabin yeah, and that's part and of the fun, is that you don't know who got her pregnant. And she was weirdly fantasizing about, like, wouldn't it be nice if I was pregnant with them? But she loves them both. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get into the moment that she dis- that she realized she loved them, <laughs> which is poignant. <laughs> yes, poignant. Um, so, yes, that is the overview. Um, I have, uh, in my special notes, just, uh, yeah, we'll just kind of run through it. Rose is trying to uh, cut through the mountains in her father's truck uh, as a shortcut because she knows a storm's coming. And she's getting off of work because she's a 19-year-old. <laughs> That's another thing. 
I was reading this out loud to my girlfriend, and she, we were both trying to figure out, like, is it a man or a woman that wrote this? Because the name is pretty vague. It could be anything. Well, And, and also, is it really young person that's inexperienced <laughs> with sex? Or is I, someone who's... I don't know. I want to say the way when I was reading it, it mm. seemed like I could write this by going onto Pornhub, pulling up any video, and then just... Like writing a description of what I'm watching. Yeah. That's essentially what this book was. Like a That's series true. of just porn scenes, like typed out. And is this? No. What what genre are we classifying this book as? Well, it's a menage romance. I mean, it's not. <laughs> when I think of like a, a, I've never read like a romance novel, but mm. this to me seems just like pornography. And like if yeah. I was going to pick up a Daniel Steele book, I'm mm. guessing it would read slightly differently than this. There would be some. I would agree. Yeah. Steamy action, but not... This is just sex, 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 and you don't know anything about the characters until the end of the book. Then they describe their personalities. So I I think... (laughs) Yeah, if you're going to classify this, it's just... It's just porn. Yeah, that's all. It's not not even well done porn, either. No, like... Yeah, like I said, it's just a description. Like, each chapter in the middle... Like, there's two chapters at the beginning and, like, one chapter at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but all the chapters in the middle are just like each chapter is a different sex scene, basically. That's it. And it's like and hardcore. It's, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. There's it's graphic super, descriptions. But it's also that um, when I'm saying poorly written or just bad, it's like it's not well written. It's no. bad. Like they keep referring to her privates as a slit. Which <laughs> <laughs> cracked me well, up. Well, and there was one part late in the book where it just got lazy. They were. So each chapter is. It's all from the first-person perspective mm-hmm. of one of the three characters. That's a, that's another thing to point out. Each chapter, it's bouncing back and forth between Rose, Knox, and Logan. Yeah. Each chapter in its turn and linear to the story. So, yeah. like, as they're having sex, it's changing points of view and stuff yeah. and, and whatever. So go ahead. But there was one chapter, and I don't know if I... Yeah, chapter 20, towards the end, it was... I don't remember who was supposed to be the narrator, but just mm. sloppily written, like yeah. in the middle of the chapter, they just like for a paragraph or two accidentally switched. Oh, really? And so the person who was supposed to be narrating was being referred to in the third person. <laughs> but <laughs> and it's just like I didn't even catch that. Yeah, of course you didn't, because you were rock hard, probably. <laughs> That's the other thing. Distracted. The laziness of the writing. Uh, I mean, not that I'm expecting a lot out of this, but I was expecting like from the two I've experienced. They weren't good either, but at least it's like they tried to get creative yeah. about describing. Here, the words hard, thick, ramming, uh, hilt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, homie, I got sick of reading that. It, like everything, cock. Oh. There was no other word, like phallus or wiener. It was just cock every time, cock, cock. Well, like, and so after a while, it's just like he's just using the same phrases over and over again. He's just filling space, I think, at this point. Well, I mean, though, in the first chapter when she's getting lost in the snowstorm, before mm-hmm. the strapping young lad showed up, mm-hmm. Just some of the words that were used to describe seemingly non-sexual things. I didn't know if they're <laughs> kind of saying table, but I made a list of the words that appeared in the first chapter. <laughs> yeah. Jerked, prick, deeply, exploded, slippery, <laughs> slick, bang, jerk, jerk, hot. And that was in the chapter. This, this is just the car. This is just in the truck. Yeah, it was just, like, yeah. just she's just describing the noises that a truck is making during the snowstorm <laughs> or whatever. And these are not long chapters either. Each chapter is like what four or five pages yeah, it's long. Really not very long. It took yeah. you what an hour or two to read this, probably. Well, it did not take long, right? That's a whole other well, part. I'm going to tell you because <laughs> oh my lord, do I got stuff for you. Um, well, getting back to the thing, so Rose is trying to cut through the mountains to beat the storm. Her car stalls. Um, she learns that her father's taking the blankets out, which is just a constantly reoccurring theme throughout the book. They keep referring to it all the time as like a sign of her father's love or whatever. And um, so then she starts walking through the storm. 
the guys find her. And I was reading this out loud to girlfriend, and um, I like I was just saying to you a little bit ago off mic that uh, I was reading to her, and then I get to this part, and it's like the first reference sexually anything that's happening in the book so far. Uh, and I hadn't actually read it out loud yet. I was taking a sip of my water, and I was looking at it and then like basically like choked on my water because it says uh rose is basically passing out because she's freezing cold so he goes i catch her reflexively she's soft and light in my arms and makes the softest noise her full lips parting just slightly instantly despite the circumstances i think about those lips wrapped around my cock her huge blue eyes looking up at me i shake my head and get the image out of it but it doesn't work i'm already half erect just watching this girl fall over so the first instance of sexuality in this book is when she's almost dying. <laughs> yeah. It's so like one of the notes I made was like, are these men, are they 14 years old? They can't control their erections at all. Like she reminds yeah. me of when I was in 10th grade and like I got like at 1:45 in the afternoon every day, I got a boner <laughs> that I couldn't control. Just sitting in like geography class, like, well, I knew this was going to happen. It happens every day because I'm 14 and I can't control it. But these guys are seemingly adults. They're supposed to be what in their 20s or something. Yeah, that's what I don't it know. seems like they're both just gorgeous. So Rose is very physically attracted to both of them. Oh, I also like the repeated descriptions of. Rose is afraid their zippers were going to break on their pants. That's another thing. That's the reason why I was trying to figure out, like, who wrote this? A young boy, an old, completely out-of-touch man, or is it, like, a woman or something? Because the author doesn't seem to know how anything works. Because, first of all, there is no pair of pants where the zipper is going to break open at any point from a boner. And it's it's brought up, well, like, two or three times in the it's book. It's a colorful, colorful, colorful metaphor, though, isn't it? It is a colorful metaphor, but he describes it. I don't, I'm not going to try and pull it out, but the the lines in there is describing uh, how he's genuinely worried that it's going to break open. <laughs> it's not that it's just like he's thinking to himself, boy, I hope this zipper doesn't burst because that's how hard I am and that's my metaphor. <laughs> well, I mean, you've just never experienced a member like theirs, have you? <laughs> no, I apparently don't have that Which Rose at one point described as being like a baseball bat. <laughs> Is that when she was sleeping in bed with them to warm up after they finally get her back to the cabin? Yeah. Yeah. It's like with this baseball yeah. bat between my legs all night. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other oh, thing. They talk about... Uh, so I'm, erotic. That's so hot. I don't know uh, exactly where it is. It's pretty early on about... It's, uh, maybe it's uh, Logan um, talks about how his boner is... He's scared that it's visible because it's popping up like a pup tent. It's a lot of these things you would. No, no, it wasn't even a pop tent. He said a boy scout scout tent, tent. (laughs) which is even weirder. (laughs) I know. (sighs) But then you know, I almost wonder because as the story goes on, no more references to baseball bats or boy scout tents or slits. Uh, It starts to get a little more sophisticated, nuanced after a while. Yeah, that's that's a good word for it. (laughs) Sophistication (laughs) and nuance. That's exactly what I was thinking when I read it. Uh, but then she walks through the storm, nearly dies. Uh, they take her to the truck to warm her up, and there's this whole scene of getting her clothes off so that I think it's Logan's in the back is going to like wrap her in his jacket yeah. and get her warm. Yeah. Big descriptions uh, of her body and how it feels against his. Uh, the words like, and I was rock hard instantly. It's like the only way I can hear it in my head. <laughs> so really obnoxious 13-year-old. Dude, I was rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I was picturing them talking to us. They get her back to the cabin uh, where they warm her up. Uh, there's no sex in the first night, but there is them taking off her clothes. And even though well, she's, she's got to warm up. Yeah, they're trying to get her into 
as if her clothes are wet or something. But yeah. they, so they just they're getting different clothes on her, so she warms up is the idea. Uh, her body is more or less blue and she's freezing, but they still like she from her point of view is describing how he'll stop and like scan her whole body for a minute before putting clothes on her. Yeah. Ugh, it's really rapey. I right there. I, I wrote down the word rapey. rapey. <laughs> She's held against her will, more or less, in this place. They don't have a working radio, so they can't radio for help or say, we have got this woman. Yeah, well, because of the snowstorm. Which, I'm not a uh, ham radio guy, but mm. shortwave radio, doesn't it... Does the weather really affect it that much? Uh, or? As far as I know, shortwave, the only way that it ever gets affected by weather is if there's clouds where you'll get better reception yeah. because suddenly you'll get reception from a country you're not supposed to get because yeah. it's bouncing off that's, the clouds over the uh, Atlantic and coming out of the too. So rarely do you ever hear it's like, ah, it's cloudy out. I'm not going to get any you know, So would, a, would a blizzard prevent I don't one think from so. Yeah, I, again, Completely I, didn't, ridiculous. I didn't research this, but I felt like that was a... Yeah, it seems, again, like a 13-year-old doesn't understand, like, well, it's storming out, so the radio doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my direct TV went out last week when it was raining, so probably short rate. <laughs> exactly. It's old technology probably won't work. But uh, so no sex on the first night. Uh, she sleeps with Logan for warmth. Um, and then no, uh, Logan and Knox shovel the roof the next day. Yeah, really driving home the point that ah oh, the roof might cave in. The snow gets pretty heavy. Yeah, a lot didn't of snow. just say it once. It was yeah, said like four or five times in two chapters. It was ridiculous. I was to the point where I'm like, if they say it one more time, I'm gonna burn this Kindle because I don't want to hear them. I get it. I get why you're going on the roof. I get the premise. You don't have to drive it home. But they shovel that roof. Uh, then they come back down. They take showers. Both men have to jerk off in the shower because Rose is so hot and they're so excited. Yeah. Uh, and they allude to they've had women there before that they've tag teamed. Yeah, was it there in the cabin, or they've just they've taken I think, women? Before? I don't I remember. It was, it was there in the cabin. They've definitely shared a woman before. The two of them. Yeah. So they have this dark history. <laughs> dark, maybe it's beautiful. Why are you? Why are, are you being so close minded? Are they specifically both getting jobs as forest rangers or whatever, just so they can try to trap helpless women t- into their thing? Well, one of them, I can tell you, is getting a job as a forest ranger because, quote, he's much better with trees than people. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. That would be a... Because I was going to say there is no... As I said earlier, there is no character development. No description of their characters. No, like, little things of, like, oh, and it turns out that Logan's really into comic books. Like, there's no references at all to anything about their personalities until the very, very end. Uh, But I guess I was wrong because he's better with trees than people. Yeah. I should have... I don't know why I didn't jot that down. Chapter five. Yeah. Uh, They get their first sexual encounters. uh, Basically just blowjobs. And and going down on her. And shocking revelation, she's a virgin. She's a 19-year-old virgin. Good choice that not only make her 18, put an extra year on there so you feel a little bit even more comfortable. Yeah. It's plausible she's still a virgin, and you don't have to feel too gross that she just turned 18. So you get her a 19, it's a good safe year, but still very, very young, which is exciting. Can we talk about how they <laughs> ended up, the events that led up to them uh, having their first sexual encounter there in the cabin? Uh, you go ahead, because for me, honestly, it became a blur of me reading this stuff, and it just became one sexual encounter after another, and they all kind of meshed together for me after a while. So, but before that, to get it all started, mm-hmm. they got out the bottle of whiskey and started playing Never Have That's I Ever. right. Like, That's right. Come on. Yep. 
I know, as if that's... I have never, in junior high, ever had a situation where that led to anything. <laughs> I've never had a situation where it's like, truth or dare, and the next thing you know, everyone's having an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was... Yeah, that was pretty good. And then there was drinking. Uh, but then what? They... <laughs> just, they, they, did they just, like, randomly take her clothes off? I'm forgetting, like, what actually initiated it after... Uh. Well, I think they were playing a, Never Have I Ever, and that's when it was, it was revealed that she was a virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so they started. And the first time, they just, like, did a lot of oral on each other. Yeah. Um, which they said, hmm. the reason, we wanted you to trust us first, <laughs> which is, like, why they didn't. Yeah, do it right. in the vagina. Also, leading up to this, yeah. every time she sits on a couch, one sits on each side of her, <laughs> yeah. like the doublement twins or whatever. It's like this weird. But like, <laughs> like we both we both really want to fuck your pussy, but we want you to trust us. So we only put it in your mouth the first time. <laughs> now can we put it in your pussy? <laughs> yeah. On night number it's, two. Yeah, it, oh, it's horrible. Uh, so she sleeps with Knox the next night after this blowjob orgy. Uh, and then the next day, sex all day. And then there's like two days of sex all day because at one point they stopped yeah. to rescue a bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> at the bobcat, we're going to take a little break of them still laughing. <laughs> 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 okay, we'll be back. So we're back. Yeah, how's that bobcat doing? Out of all that sex that was going on, it just kept escalating higher and higher. Uh, Blowjobs while they're in the vagina. And no complexity of this at all. No, uh, and then he farted or something. Like, give, give us some ups and downs here. It's just like full throttle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they get, the radio works, apparently, at some point, And uh, they, they hear, I forget how, but they hear about a bobcat being trapped in a hunter's uh, trap, whatever, like a bear trap. Yeah, they got, it was radio, because there was a, a trail camera. That was triggered. Yeah. How did they hear about this, though? They, so they just... that The, the camera yeah. was triggered for them? Yeah. Oh, so they didn't so get back at, Well, no, back at base. Okay. Whoever's monitoring the camera's back at base radioed the camera. So the radio worked at some point. Though. Yeah, well, the storm subsided. All right, fine. We all know that's how shortwave radio works. <laughs> <laughs> so they go out to go get the bobcat, uh, whose leg is broken. They tranquilize it. Kind of like a long, I mean, compared to the rest of the book, I mean, except for the sex scenes are incredibly long, but besides yeah. the sex scenes, the scene of getting the bobcat and them arguing about who's going to carry the bobcat for the first yeah. half versus the last half where it's going to probably wake up again was a long thing. Well, they were just joking. Yeah, A little, little bit of friendly banter. A little friendly form. banter, uh, then the broken leg. Then they leave it outside and yeah. keep tranquilizing it just to keep it asleep for the most part. What's well, in a pen? Is it? It's, it's not a pen. No, they don't keep tranquilizing. They tranquilize it once to get back to the cabin, and then they tranquilize it again to put it into the truck to bring to the vet. I remember at one point they went outside to tranquilize it again. Yeah, that's when they're getting ready to put it in the truck. No, they just wanted it because they got to make sure that the thing can just stay still and not be freaking out and break its own leg again or something oh, until they okay. could finally get to the vet. So they were kind of just like oh, keeping man. it doped up until they could finally get it to the vet and they can take intermittently care of it. feeding it frozen rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and then that way they just have more sex. Go out there, like, you know, they get done having sex. They put one of their bear skins. Yeah. Also, it wasn't real bear skin. They had a fake bear skin <laughs> blanket or a rug or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch that it's yeah. got, you know, for the make sure for yeah. the animal rights people that we don't uh, go too crazy with this. It's going to be a fake bear skin. But I just imagine them getting done having sex, 
wrapping themselves up in a bear skin, going out in the winter snow and tranquilizing that bobcat again and going back inside and having more sex. I like how, <laughs> if there was any, like, what could be described as, like, rising action from a plot mm-hmm. sense, it was just, like, all building up towards anal. <laughs> that's the thing, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's, uh, that's it's, all it was. It's, they start out with fingering and blowjobs and stuff, and then it gets into vaginal penetration yeah. and blowjobs Because they the had same to trust time. her. She and had it to trust them first. It, yeah, and it wasn't. there was a lot of warming up to the anal, because suddenly there's fingers going into the anus, and she yeah. describes that like crazy. And that's when when they start playing with her butt. That's when like all the lube starts coming out of the <laughs> Why do they have so much lube in this cabin? That's why I think there are these two monsters that is like, we both like the idea of the two of us naked having sex with somebody else. Let's get a job where we're together alone all the time. And I'm a little appalled. There don't seem to be any condoms in this cabin, but plenty of lube. Don't ruin the fantasy, Ben. Well. (laughs) Because apparently condoms are not cool. It's not cool to be responsible. Well, STDs aren't cool either. Now, oh boy, here we go. Well, that's not in here. There's at no point they're like, do you have hepatitis? (laughs) <laughs> what, the, what kind of vaginal diseases you may have well and, she like, obviously doesn't have it well she didn't until these two guys yeah that's the other thing how diseased are these two guys because they admit to her they've done this before together with somebody else at one point in the conversation so yeah. then she knows they have a sexual history of uh, weirdos and so um, but anyways so yes they build up to butt sex but it's not <laughs> it's, it's not for the sole purpose of butt sex Which, alone it's the sole purpose at the end of the book where they can unite with two cocks yeah. inside her holes. One in the butt, one yep. in the other slit. <laughs> <laughs> That's three heads knocking around up top and then all the parts down below joining like Lego pieces. And uh, that's what it was really building up yeah. to. So you can't just go straight in the butt. To, be, to have this romantic and symbolic <laughs> union, you have to train the butt. So that's pretty much what happened because at the very end of it, they do have... Double penetration. <laughs> and she's deeply in love at that point. Also, another thing I want to point out, uh, she realizes, oh, I make my note, um, butt sex. <laughs> and then another note, sex in the mouth while in the butt. And then also that while she's blowing one and getting fucked in the ass by the other, she realizes that she's in love with them. <laughs> like real true emotional love. Like she can't live without them because she loves them personally so much. Yeah. Storm's over. Radio works. Yep. They alert people that uh, we got a woman here. And uh, has anyone been asking about her? Turns out no one's been asking about her. No. Her asshole father hasn't noticed that she's been gone for five days or whatever it's been now. Yeah. And they do reference <laughs> the dad at one point and say, uh, you know, well, tell us about your dad. She's like, well, he's kind of a jerk. He took the blankets out of the truck. Yeah. And then the, the, the both of them are like, mm, yeah, that's a problem. What about the mom? She goes, don't bother. So they like, they yeah. ask about the mom and she's like, I don't even want to talk about it. So we don't know anything about the mom, but weren't they? Oh, yeah. And weren't they saying to in their, one of the guys' inner monologue was saying, what kind of jerk would take the blankets out of the truck? <laughs> like, <it's> the outrage. <laughs> Apparently the author has had a situation where the blankets are taken out like, I'm never going to forgive that. I'm putting it in the book. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wanted to get back. Uh, Knox, the strong, silent type. I, mm. I wanted to get back to like how throughout the book he communicated primarily through growls and grunts. It yeah, that's like. true. They actually describe it as growls yeah. and stuff too. <laughs> Which is awesome. So they bring her down from the mountain even though no one wants to, they bring her to her dad's house, and the dad is 
sitting around gleeful because he won a lot of money at the casino. Yeah. Apparently during a storm. With his floozy girlfriend. He's got a floozy girlfriend who's married to a rich man. So with the rich man's money, the two of them have gone on a vacation. Yeah. Uh, So she's realizing dad never even noticed I was gone. Which is, you know, I mean, as if anything in this book's been realistic. That's It's like, yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) Nothing matters. Everything's crap. And, and then, did they just leave her truck up in the mountains? Did they just abandon the truck I where it got guess, stuck? I yeah. I feel like that. that's one uh, loose end that wasn't tied up. It's going to be... You got to put a bowl on these things, man. You can't leave it trailing out there because it just makes the reader unhappy. So, yeah. no, they didn't... Uh, that one, you're right. It was left up in the mountains, I believe. Um, so they drop them off <coughs> at the dad's, and uh, she's not happy. The two men realize they're going to have a long-distance relationship. Yeah. Did they ever have this problem with the previous woman? that they apparently had up in the cabin at some point never discussed but no. she's so special they want to have a long distance relationship with her and um they're pretty sad about it they literally get back to their cabin and sit in the dark <laughs> the two of them side by side on the couch in the dark not speaking it says uh until one of them decides hey let's ask her to live with us <laughs> so they go back and at that point she's already been fantasizing about having babies with them yeah She's working extra jobs, so she doesn't know how often she's going to be able to go around the mountain and go see him. Yeah. And uh, and then, yeah, they bring her back. And, uh, she well, she was, like, waiting for him, and she they came back to get her, and she was, like, oh, she was hoping that they were just coming to visit. But yeah. But turns out they actually wanted to... A lot more. ...bring her back to the cabin. Um, and then when they bring her back, that's when they have the double penetration, the most loving of sex. <laughs> and then, uh, then there's the epilogue. Yeah. Where she's pregnant, yep. just like she always wanted. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be twins, because that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't do that. They build you, her a would house. The, would the author have made the twins, like, one from each I would guy. think, yeah, to like, make everything just that, perfect and even. That's how twins work, yep, exactly. I mean, how else, like, for both these guys, they're not going to know whose baby it is. I doubt they're going to be, like, taking the baby to town for that DNA test and find out who's the real dad or anything. Uh, because it doesn't matter. I mean, oh no, because the love is pure over yeah, there. Yeah, uh, they build her an entire house with a apparently a comically oversized bed that they can all three sleep <laughs> in. That's <laughs> like the one piece of furniture in the cabin at yeah, the at the end when was. they when they take her there. Uh, and then also they really make the point of um, they have sex with her more and more aggressively and more dirty when she's <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> So, there's another part of this story that I I was gonna wait to tell you. Um, I was working. I had like a so this weekend was pretty busy, and then today I'm like I've got to squeeze on time to finish this book. It was gonna be quick and easy to finish, but I had a lot of work to do and yeah. stuff, and I had a lot of work going on from last week, so I didn't really have time to read because I was on call. Um, but the point of this is, it dawned on me today, like oh I should see if there's an audio book for this, and Ben. There's an audio oh, book. I know. For I'm aware. Because when I was trying to find a copy of it, mm-hmm. like that's, I couldn't find a paper copy. All I could find was the audio book or the Kindle. Well, the audio book is the best thing I've ever done in my entire life. Did you? Man. I have made clips. For example. Stars in front of my eyes as I arch my back. It doesn't exactly 
her, but I feel like I'm being stuffed full, stretched to the limit. <laughs> My body right at the edge of pain. <laughs> all right. Okay, that <laughs> does not sound like a 19-year-old woman, first of all. Oh, That's... no. No, the voice actor is clear this lady's, like, in her late 30s. She's or lived a life. Uh, here's another one. It's only 23 seconds long. I thought you might enjoy it. I gotta make sure this gets by the uh, mic. Her pussy's like a fist. <laughs> gasps lightly. Her back tensing, and Logan kisses her neck, his fingers still circling her clit. <laughs> I grab her hips hard and try to ease myself into her, <laughs> even though every fiber of my being wants me to take her now, hard and fast, <laughs> sink myself deep into her absolutely perfect channel. <laughs> It's like I would like I would I just want to sit around with my friends on a Saturday night and listen to this. <laughs> I don't I don't have like a million, but I do want to play for you the ones I've done. Uh, this one's uh, fifty four seconds. Uh, we'll we'll see if it's worth playing the whole thing. Oh my god! God, you got a tight little pussy. Logan <laughs> gasps. I swear you feel fucking perfect. He adjusts my knees over his shoulders and drives himself a little deeper. I nearly scream. It feels so good. My restraining against his hands. He just grabs me tighter. Come for me, Rose, he demands. I need you to come while I'm fucking you. last much longer. Okay. <laughs> and there's times like I was brushing my teeth and stuff, and all of a sudden I'm like listening to this while I'm brushing my teeth, and I have to stop and make myself record something beautiful that I heard. Is this how you consumed the whole book, audiobook, or did you? Oh read no, about it? half of it. So okay. the first half I didn't. I was reading, and then I realized I don't have any time to read today, so I got the audiobook while I was working. Okay. And uh, this one's 28 seconds. Except this time he grins and pulls me onto his lap. He's hard as a rock, his erection pressing perfectly against my already wet pussy in another pair of borrowed sweatpants. <laughs> How about dessert? He asks, grinning his slow, dangerous grin. This part. I don't even have to ask what dessert is. It's obviously me. <laughs> 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 oh, oh god hello I, I, yeah I, I wrote that <laughs> did you write the that dessert was, yeah <laughs> yeah it was like cause he goes like, uh, how about dessert and I'm like don't don't no. don't like I don't have to ask what dessert is I'm like don't don't it's like it's me <laughs> so Ben my biggest problem <laughs> this uh, is um hedonic adaption <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the idea that if you have too much of a good thing, you adapt to it, and it's not as good as it was. Constant sex, where it's always the best, as if it's the first time every time, they don't address it at all until the very end, uh, where they seem to finally acknowledge the hedonic treadmill that they're on, where she says, uh, she nods excitingly, I think the long winter has been getting to her, even though she's trying not to let on. But it's hard to be snowed in for a couple of months, no matter how often your boyfriends make you come. That's the only time they acknowledge any kind of uh, some sort of nuance to like yeah. how much sex they're having, and are they always that happy every time? Uh, also, but even the way that's worded, it, it makes it seem like 
the sex isn't the problem. Like the constant <laughs> sex is the only good thing. <laughs> uh, the way that's I written, almost, I don't know. It's, no, you're right. You're right. It's kind of like a almost like a little bit of a humble brag. Like, well, yeah. you know, I'm having a lot of sex, but the snow does get in my nerves. You're right. But that's the only hint of like in this little magical world where all they do is have sex all the time. Um, there's no break in it. There's no time to reflect. Like these, the kind of complexities of. Well, I'm having sex with two men. Is that weird? What if I want to be in a relationship with both of them? How does that work? None of this is talked about. Also, like, I'm having sex all the time. I'm sore. <laughs> None of that's talked about. Or, like, if one guy's like, hey, the, butt, the butt's only for me. I'm the butt guy. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no complexity in well, this so far. Well, they kind of made it clear that they're both the butt guy. <laughs> I suppose. Like, they, they, that's the beauty. They're sharing... Uh, we learn that uh, Rose is studying to be an electrical engineer at the end of the book. Uh, she well, loves the, gardening. They didn't. I thought they were going to close it. So they made some reference at the end that she's a waitress, but she also has this boring data entry job. Yeah. Right. And a little bit earlier in the book, they had made reference to the fact that in the cabin, there was like no internet, but there was a computer and they were trying to yeah. digitize the records. Yeah. And I thought that's what they were going to have her do, but they didn't. Follow through on that at all? No. No. They said something weird about, like, well, we don't have the internet. I know it's not sexy or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. why are they pointing this out? This is apparently going to lead up to something later. It never did. Yeah, but it seems like that's what, like, the author just forgot to, like. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think the author's 13. <laughs> so. Ben, I mean, let's not yeah. be so hard on the person. Hard. Uh, <laughs> will you stop throbbing right now about the author? Um. Rose, this is something that makes me think it's a young man who wrote this, or I will readily admit I am completely ignorant. I think that if a woman has her period, she's 19, maybe 20 at this point, she's had her period enough throughout, you know, from the age of 13, 14 on, or whatever, whatever age you're going to get it, you start to just kind of intuitively know when you've missed your period. Well, she, she says she doesn't pay attention. She no. says she's the kind of girl that she missed it, and she went for like two months before she realized she missed her period or something. Like, does yeah. that happen? I guess. Yeah, I'm good. also ignorant. I don't if know. If you're distracted by constant sex, maybe. That's true. Like, as soon as you start to let thoughts sink in, there's just yeah. a cock flying at you. Two. Two cocks. Two massive Huge zipper-breaking baseball bats. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we learned the only thing we I've learned about the two men's personality beyond one's <laughs> quiet and one's a little more chatty, uh, one grunts for words, uh, is that Logan is bad at electrical things and Knox is good at fixing electrical things. <laughs> That's all I know so far. <laughs> Those were kind of my notes. Also, I did toy with the idea of sitting down and trying to see if this fits into the hero's journey structure of writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of like Star Wars, where it starts out with your life and then you work your way back around to uh, the same situation, but a better one. But I gave up on that. Any thoughts uh, on the book from you, Ben? Um, I'm just trying. I'm just going over <laughs> my notes to see if there's anything I wanted to talk about that we missed. Oh, I... <laughs> I know you're a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, passage in chapter 16 that I want to pull up quickly, <laughs> which reminded me of like a title cut on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, really? Um, it's when they're going out to get the bobcat. Oh, yeah. And uh, Logan, we promise to do everything we can, Logan offers. Try not to get too bored without us, okay? And like two paragraphs later, just I get pretty bored. And I just like I thought of the talk in Philadelphia, like 
the, the game gets pretty bored. So they go <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and was it the Bobcat where she is left alone for a while? So the first thing she does is start masturbating in the shower <laughs> and then out loud to herself saying, please fuck me to nobody in particular. Yeah. <laughs> then she uh, fingers her butthole. And then she- <laughs> Yeah. Which, fine, whatever. <laughs> it just seems weird. Oh, they played Monopoly at one point. <laughs> Did they? I don't remember that. I thought they played Clue or something. That was Monopoly. <laughs> so hot. I love it that she, like, she bought, <laughs> like, she passed Go or whatever, and I was rock hard. <laughs> well, I like to also, just the random, like, how many words were italicized? It was ridiculous. I had to keep explaining to the, to the girlfriend, I was like... I'm not saying it with that emphasis. It's because it's italicized. That's like, I, it was just getting ridiculous because I started to feel embarrassed yeah. reading it out loud. Because <laughs> I would be reading to her while she's cooking and stuff, and I'd be like, and then I saw her like supple body, and I was so hard. And I'm like, but that's that's italicized. I'm not saying that myself. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. That night, after I clear the dinner dishes away, and we have a totally normal game of post-threesome Monopoly, <laughs> I try the radio again. A post threesome game. <laughs> oh god, that was a lot of dicks. Can we just like take a minute to play a board game or something? Exercise the mind and not the cocks. <laughs> well, Ben, any thoughts about this book? No. <laughs> Again, this book has no. It, like I said, other the other I, two I've read, it rises up to like one big sex scene, and then it goes off. This is just like a hammering you with sex scenes. So we talked about like the mystery of who wrote this. Yeah, have you looked it up? No, oh. but I want to know who do you think who is this book intended for? Who reads this? I don't know, but if you look it up on Goodreads, the reviews, yeah. so many women are like, there is no negative reviews. Really? It's all like, okay. hot, like, like they'll still start up like hot, 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 hot. This is the hottest thing I've ever read. <laughs> stuff, and it's all these women. All right, that answers that question. Thank or you. this author is able are to they, create a bunch of fake accounts. That could be too. Um, assuming they are real people leaving the reviews on Goodreads, do you think, <laughs> like, what's the age we're talking about here? Are these? Let's find out, my friend. Double Dirty Mountain Men. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, is like the the description of the book is we're rough, rugged, and rock hard. <laughs> Living alone in this mountain means fending for yourself, facing the elements, and handling whatever nature can throw at you, like a girl in the middle of nowhere, half frozen to death. Oh, her, she's an ego. She's fucking gorgeous. Her first time shouldn't be with two hard, rough mountain men at once. But men like us can only hold back for so long. <laughs> this sweet, untouched girl is going to be ours. Uh, oh, it's a guy. I'm not going to say the names out loud because I don't want to get like sued or something. A one man get five stars saying, excellent pacing with satisfying conclusion. <laughs> The double pen- penetration on the giant bed is a satisfying <laughs> conclusion. Uh, Jennifer Brown says, eh, maybe I'm not the type who should read menage romance books. I don't know if it was the type or because it was a short story, but this entire thing was unrealistic to me. But Donna says, not much of background, but good characters. <laughs> good characters? This was your typical menage. <laughs> I would have liked to know more about Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to know more. I want to meet Donna. Nameless rated it one with just the word boring. <laughs> oh 
What kind of life do you live where that's boring? Karen, because of course her name is Karen. This <laughs> endearing story, great sexy time parts. <laughs> Fucking Borat. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, there's that, Ben. Yeah, there's that, all right. Any other thoughts? Nothing? (coughs) I don't think so. What else is there to say about it? There's nothing else to say. What do you want to read next? Do you want to pick the next one? I pick this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to come up with something, don't we? Yeah. Do you want to go for a different theme? Unless you just want to become the romance boys? <laughs> no, but at some point, maybe not the next book, but at some point I'd like to maybe read like a real romance novel. Oh. Just... Oh, boy. Well, like I think you, that would you be You want funny. to get genuinely wet. <laughs> not, yes. Not joke wet. No. You want to get real well, no, wet. I, wanna, I just want to... Yeah, compare and contrast with this thing that we read. Yeah, this, sure. I think. Just, uh, did you have any in mind? I, you're going to taste the wines? Can't taste one right after another. you got to take a little break and have some yeah. cheese. So I hear you. Did you have any in mind? No. So one that popped into my well, didn't pop into my mind. I was kind of looking around and just came across it. Mm-hmm. Um, Starship Troopers. Isn't that just a movie? That's a book? Apparently, yeah. I didn't know it was a book. It was a book written in like 1959. And it's also, it's so it's like Sci-fi, obviously, yeah. but it was criticized for being like totally right-wing military propaganda, mm-hmm. like post, <clears throat> you know, Red Army, Red uh, Scare, or whatever. Oh, sure. Um, so I don't know. I thought that might be interesting if you're into that. I don't know. We could try that. All right, let's do that. Should we do that? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right, Ben. Thanks for uh, reading sex books with me. <laughs> it was quite uh, adventure, and you know, part of. Part of what we're doing here is to read things that we wouldn't normally read. So That's true. That's certainly fit the bill for me. That's, yeah. So, so we're going to read Starship Troopers next. Yeah. Uh, we're going to cut it into two. And then we're going to read a real romance novel. Do you, since you picked Starship Troopers, do you want me to pick a real romance novel? Like a good one? Something I would have seen on my mom's shelf back when she was alive and full of sensuality? I think that would be fun, wouldn't it? What if your mom picked the romance? Because I'm sure your mom reads a lot of romance novels, Ben. I'm a little worried she might stop listening to the show after this episode, though. That's true. Well... Might be a little ribald for her taste. I don't know. Ooh, well, if you use words like ribald, she's going to be proud of you and keep uh, listening. <laughs> With a lexicon on that boy. Uh, he's loquacious, if nothing else. Oh, loquacious. <laughs> Drops her knitting. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's my boy. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> All that throbbing cock talk just <laughs> washed away in his fancy words. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, tune in next time for Robert Heinlein's uh, book. Starship Troopers. There you go. Got anything you want to say about following our social? I haven't posted anything to social media. No, I took a hiatus weeks. from that, too. So yeah. I'll... I'll- are you gonna take over and finally start managing it for me? No, I was gonna say I was gonna. I'll post for this though. Great, thanks. At my personal. Yeah, like, you got like six so my, people that like it. <laughs> which is a good percentage. That's like a quarter of my followers. So. Yeah, true. I suppose. Book boys. Oh god! <laughs> so I literally I flinched for real. My whole body kind of. Don't do that again. Damn it. <laughs>